Good morning. Good morning to everybody online. As it's pretty obvious, I'm not Pastor Aaron. I am Lynette. Um, but we do have a special greetings all the way from Kenya, Africa, from our group that's over there. Hello. <laughs> so they've made it there and they're doing God's work there. So that's super exciting. So we are going to start off today's message with a little video of um, from a comedian that Mike and I have been able to meet and to see. And I think this is going to set the precedent for today's message. And then going to church can be a little intimidating sometimes, like you're trying to look for the right church. You'll never find the perfect church, so you just stop looking for the perfect church because you ain't perfect. I went to one church, and uh, the pastor was like, I want you to pray with your neighbor. I'm like, my neighbor don't go to this church. <laughs> you want me to call my neighbor on the phone? That's creepy. So they explained to me, your neighbor is the person next to you. I'm supposed to pray with some lady I don't even know? What I'm supposed to pray about? Lord, help them hairs and stop growing on this lady's chin, Lord. I don't... What am I supposed to pray about? I don't even know her. But she went first. Man, she must have been John the Baptist's auntie or something, man. But she prayed all good. She was like, dear heavenly father, you said in your word in the sixth chapter, the third, third verse, Lord, of the book of Matthew, Lord, the 601st word on page 1297, Lord. Lord, you said, seek, search, Lord. You are the Alpha Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, the King of Kings. I'm thinking, man, she even know his nicknames. <laughs> now she's looking at me like it's my turn to pray. Well, I'm not going to let her out pray me. So I'm like, all right, dear God, God, I just, you, I just, I just can't fight this feeling anymore, Lord, you know, because I know, Lord, that nationwide, you're on my side, God, and because choosy moms choose Jesus, Lord, you know, as the rocket's red glare, Lord, again, proof to the night, I believe I could fly, Amen. Then I got baptized, man. <laughs> Funny stuff, right? I think we can all laugh because we can relate. So I am so super excited that pastors out of town in Kenya that I get to share my passion with you for prayer. To some, prayer can be very scary and intimidating. And my hope for our time together this morning is that I can encourage you to embrace prayer. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for Michael Jr. and for your gift of laughter. Thank you for our team in Africa doing what they need to do. Uh, keep them safe. And just let your words um, come through me. And I thank you that we can have a fun um, conversation about prayer today. Amen. Okay, so what is prayer? I feel a lot of people and, and Christians complicate this simple yet so very powerful concept of prayer. So we're going to break it down a little bit. So we are called to have a relationship with Christ. When we invite Jesus into our heart and make him the Lord of a life, we are now then in relationship with him. 
I don't know about you. I know for myself, I have not ever been in a successful relationship with someone that I'm not in communication with. Simply put, prayer is communicating with God. Prayer is that conversation between you and God. All right, sounds pretty simple, but how do we pray? How do we communicate with God? And this is where I think people complicate it. One of the biggest misnomers about prayer is that it has to be this formal kneeling on, on your knees in a pew at church using very churchy or Christianese language like, O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully and receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee and grant they that they both perceive and yada, yada, yada. I don't talk like that. So I really feel that God has um, imparted on me, uh, or just this is how I pray, is that he wants us to be comfortable and genuine with him like you would with any friend. Now, if you use words like beseech thee and thys and thous with your friends, by all means, talk to God that way, right? But if you're approaching God just to sound perfect, please stop it. Please just be yourself. God knows our hearts anyways. Where we get caught up is believing the enemy's lies about prayer and that we have to use the right words or speak so eloquently. God intends prayer, intended prayer to be very easy, natural way to stay connected with him all day, every day. But while God wants our prayers to be simple, we have to look out for the devil. He's going to twist our way of thinking He's going to, Satan's going to try and distract us by all the rules that we are to follow when we pray. Like, oh, God doesn't care about those short little prayers. Or, yeah, that's not the right way to prayer. Um, he wants to trick us. And he wants to keep us away from communicating with God because he knows just how powerful it is and how simple it should be for us. The truth is, prayer should be a natural extension of your unique communication style. So now we've established that prayer is a conversation between you and God. In order to have a successful conversation, you need to have effective communication. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone that you can't get a word in edgewise? That's probably you've been in a conversation with me. Um, in a recent Bible study that I'm doing with a, a friend, I was, um, the author summed it up nicely this way. Imagine going to the doctor and saying, oh, look, doctor, I've got a lot of problems. My back hurts. I twisted my knee. I have a hangnail I can't get rid of. I can't sleep. I'm not eating right. Um, I'm on this medication for this reason. And after you go through your whole litany of why you're there, you're like, oh, look at the time I got to be going. The doctor's going to want to say, hey, wait, what, don't you want to know what I have to say? So that's where we need to learn how to be still and listen to God. Part of that effective communication with God is listening to what he has to say. If we only speak to God and never take time to listen to what he's saying, we're just like the patient in my doctor's example. 
So talking to God, communicating to God, now we have to listen to him. This can be a little tricky because he's not right in front of me. So how do we listen? Over in scripture, it tells us that God talks to us in a whisper. In order to hear a whisper, you need to get really close to the person. More importantly, what I'm learning to do is you need to be quiet. I need to be quiet so I can hear that whisper. To hear that whisper, you lean forward. Your ear is pretty much close to that person's mouth. And that's what God wants. The goal of hearing our Heavenly Father's voice isn't just hearing that voice. It's becoming that intimate, close relationship, the go-to, the best friend, the father um, that is going to grant you what he has promised us in his Bible. He loves us that much. Yeah, so that all sounds really nice, but that's not, seems very practical, right? Like, how do I practically listen to a whisper, sit there? Because I don't know about you, but like my, my ADHD brain's like, okay, now I'm on to doing dishes, what I'm making for dinner and stuff. A practical way that I was taught is when you pray, pay attention to what comes to mind. God speaks to us today, just like he spoke in Bible times through what he's already spoken in the scriptures, in his teaching and his commands. So as I'm praying, if the Lord puts on my heart, my third grade teacher, why not lift up Mrs. Miller right then and there? Why? I don't know. But I'm called to be obedient and to do what God has called me to do. And if he's like, pray for Mrs. Miller, then I'm going to lift that up. And then what do I say? I don't know. Lord, I don't know why you want me to pray for Ms. Miller. You know what's going on, but just know I'm being obedient and I'm lifting her up to you. That's how I pray. I'm very frank. I'm very blunt with Jesus. So um, what else? See, I'm already getting distracted. So as you read the Bible, ask God to speak to you and you will hear their voice. The Bible is a living breathing thing. Like I can read the same verse three days in a row and get something different out of it. And that's how God speaks to us. That's how he's going to be like, okay, I want you to pray for this. Um, sometimes it's someone comes to your, to mind or an, like the third grade teacher, it's just an old colleague. So you just think about that. Like, and then it's becoming developing that muscle memory. So we'll get to that. So the other thing, like I was going over this with Mike last night, and we were talking about when to pray. And this just boggles my mind because I pray all day throughout the day at all times. So there's really no one specific time or of the day to pray. In fact, our key verse today is from Ephesians, is Ephesians 6.18, and it tells us when to pray. It says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.17 tells us never stop praying. So let me paraphrase, and in a nutshell, the Bible tells us pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, and never stop praying. I guess my biggest prayer for us today is that the takeaway is that prayer does not have to look a certain way. We can pray out loud, 
or we can pray silently. We can pray sitting down and we can pray laying down, you know, insert Dr. Seuss. We can pray with green eggs and ham or wherever, you know, the biggest thing is just constantly be praying. And it's those little simple prayers that I think are so powerful that I've learned to do throughout um, my tenure as a Christian. The little ones like, thank you, God, for everything you're doing, or I need you to help me. Praying is conversing with Christ. It's that simple way to stay connected with God in every situation throughout the day. Here are some examples on how I pray. I'm driving down the road and there's an ambulance speeding by me. I immediately take that opportunity to say, Lord, I don't know what's going on in that rig, but please be with that patient and their family. Be with the, you know, the healthcare workers. And this is where Pastor Aaron's going to be very proud that we insert that so that, so that your will will be done, so that people will can come to know you. Don't forget that so that part. And some of my prayers are equivalent to a toddler throwing a temper tantrum with their parents. And that's because God knows my heart. He knows that I don't really want to get up and be disciplined and work in the scripture or work, read the Bible or um, be patient. So because I know he knows that, for me to be like, oh, thank you for letting me be patient. My prayers are that blunt. Lord, I'm really struggling right now. I don't want to be patient. I do not want to, you know, be disciplined. I just don't want to. And sometimes my prayers are, help me want to want to love my neighbor. Help me want to not judge them. Um, and that's because he knows my heart for me to just be like, fake. I can't be fake. So I'm that way in my prayer life because he already knows that. Um, and this is me being really blunt. Some of the Bible is very boring. And I'll say while I'm reading, you know, Leviticus or something, I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting out of here. I'm going to keep reading until you tell me what I'm supposed to get out. He knows it. So he knows that's where I'm coming from. Another, and this is kind of that intercessory prayer that we've talked about before is praying for somebody um, on their behalf. Um, I don't know if you, we don't tend to watch the news at all because it's so depressing, but TV nowadays is so much different than when I grew up. Yes, I'm dating myself, but they swear a lot more and they take the Lord's name in vain. And I just lift up those people when they do that. Or if I'm hearing a song or seeing something that doesn't really align to what I know the Bible's telling me is right, I'll be like, Lord, I don't know, you need to work in that dude's heart because that you know that's not right. I just pray that he, you will put somebody in their path that he will get to come to know you. It's little prayers like that that I'm doing throughout the whole day. Um, the other night we were working here doing some painting, and I don't know, like I was unscrewing some wood screws from some wood, and I'm just like, I felt like God said, pray for the people who made these screws. I'm like, all right, Lord, I don't know what's going on in this factory, but just protect them. Like, I don't know if it's what I'm supposed to be doing, but I can promise you one day, one thing, I'm going to get to heaven and I'm not going to answer, well, why didn't you pray for that ambulance that go by? Because I'm always praying. All right. Let's see here. <laughs> we have teenagers, so sometimes my prayers are as blunt as, Lord, 
you need to take over on these kids because I want to wring their necks right now. I mean, and then help me not go off on them. Help them see that I can be calm so that they know what a loving parent is. Yeah. So little things like that. Being impatient with the red cashier person, whether it's me because I half of it's check out you're checking out yourself anyways it's like praying for those those workers instead of being impatient and that some of that's just come through through discipline so that is my my message today is that i really believe that god wants us all to pray that way to just offer up those little acknowledgments of him throughout the day make those brief little requests offer short thanksgivings um <laughs> thank you for a close parking spot you know, I, I pray the angels over my kids all the time. Keep them safe, you know, help them not be led into temptation. I really do think that that's a, a missing ingredient in most of our day-to-day -day lives is just the simplicity of prayer. Now, like I said, it's easy for me to sit up here and to talk to you about prayer because it's one of my favorite things to do. It comes very natural for me. Um, and through discipline and obedience through the years, it's it's been one of my gifts, if you could call it that. I do think that a robust prayer is prayer life is something that can be developed, like that muscle memory. Like when you got in, for most of us, when you got into your car today, you didn't think about, okay, first I have to put the key in the ignition, then I have to turn it, and then I have to do this and that. It's like brushing your teeth. It just becomes natural after a while. And that's how my prayer life has become, thankfully. So it didn't just happen overnight, though. So I want to give you some practical ways of which I um, used to develop this prayer life. And because I'm a visual learner and I have the mic, you get to listen to me. So, to, uh, uh, and I geek out on office supplies. There's post-it notes on your table with Sharpies because pens are boring. Like, write a little note of, um, remember to pray talk to God. Like, what are you thankful for? Put them in your bathroom, um, by your kitchen sink, by your dishwasher. Some days I'm very thankful for the dishwasher because I'm just too lazy and not wanting to do dishes. Thank you for the ability to have water to do this, right? Um, so I challenge you to um, make a little post-it note if you're visual and be like, okay, what am I thanking God for today? When was the last time I prayed? We have scriptures throughout the house, too, and we're going to talk about that, too, is praying the scriptures. This is another way that you can elevate your, your prayer life is, this is going to sound a little quirky, but use God's word against him or for him, right? So another scripture, which I, I feel this is how I've grown, too, is um, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 tells us, not to worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you're going to experience God's peace. Um, so I don't tend to worry about anything anymore. And I don't know if it's because my prayers are like, all right, God, you told me not to worry about it. So you got to deal with this. You got to give me the power to the peace to, you know, get through this. I do tend to be very anxious. So there's another scripture about be anxious for nothing. All right, God, I'm really struggling here. I'm feeling very anxious. You're telling me not to be anxious, so I'm praying to you so you can help me not be anxious. Um, and I don't know when this happened. 
I think this was a challenge from somewhere, some probably Pastor Aaron years ago or something. The first thing I do when I wake up is say, this is the day the Lord has made. Let me be re let rejoice and be glad in it. So I, before I even like roll over in bed, I'm already making the power mindset of, okay, you made this day, Lord. It's my choice if I'm going to be glad and rejoice in it or if I'm going to be cranky. I'm not very cranky very often. So that is uh, a probably very short message for you today, but I want to recap. Simply, prayer is talking to Christ. It's a two-way street. We need to quiet ourselves to hear from him that whisper. Read the Bible, pray his scriptures, and pray at all times, never stopping. When that anxious thought comes in your mind or when the car that sped by you is pulled over by the police and you're like, <laughs> yeah, lift up that officer, pray for their protection, you know, pray that that person will humble themselves and follow the law. So I really want to challenge you to embrace prayer. Please do not look at it as a chore. When I was preparing for today's message, I, uh, I looked up, why don't people pray? And a litany of excuses flooded my computer screen. And there was all these different rationales as to why they don't pray and stuff. And I'm like, and I just felt like God laid it on my heart. Like they can, they can defend it or they can defend themselves all they want for not praying. But at the end of the day, it's just an excuse, and it's truly just their intention not to pray. And that just hurts my heart a little bit. I just want people to have that peace that God tells us we're going to have when we pray all day throughout, throughout the day or when you go to him in prayer. And I have that. So that's why um, I just want you to pray. Talk to God. He's there for you. He wants to from you. He wants to be in relationship with you. And sometimes you don't like what he has to say. And I tell him that too. I don't like what you're telling me, but you are my God and I will struggle a little bit, but I'll eventually come around. So dear Lord, as we um, come to our end of my little message today, I just thank you uh, for this opportunity. I thank you for the people that you have put into my life that have um, developed this prayer life for me. Lord, I pray for Pastor Aaron and Lily and Jacqueline and Pastor Casey over in Africa. Lord, I pray that they are just um, making a difference over there and coming back ignited with the purpose of us keep to on the path to make disciples here in Marathon County. I thank you for Michael Jr. and the laughter, Lord. I thank you for the gift of laughter. And as the football season comes to an end, I pray for all of the victims that are going to be uh, victims of abuse and trafficking, Lord. And I thank you for the football players that are using their platform to share you, Lord. And we just love you so much. Um, Thank you so much. Amen.
So now we're going to do what we usually do with our practice of our RAD worksheet, which is reflection. So we're going to take a little bit of time to reflect on what I just shared with you. Um, and this is your gift of, I think, three minutes or something to be still and listen for what God is telling you. And then afterwards, we'll come back and I think have a discussion. What's next? Now we're going to have discussions around our tables to see what your I will statement is. Um, maybe you're going to write it on a post-it note and then we'll um, kind of come back and share. For those that are tuning in online, feel free to make a chat um, in the little message chat thing on what your I will statement will be. This is how we <clears throat> turn a message in on Sunday into practice and uh, we share it so we are then held accountable to um, growing in in Christ. 